ownership is so important. In a previous episode, you heard me talk about complete ownership from content all the way down to raw manufacturing of your items. I never get tired of talking about this because just as it's important to own your own brand, you know, trademarks, copyrights, patents, and all of that, it is vitally important to own your platform where you deliver your content, your products, and your services. I am a firm believer in ownership and not many people even think about full ownership. Yes, we say we want the table, the building, and the block, and that's good, but we need strategic ownership plans. Yes, many of us won't own major TV network stations, but as you can see with Jay-Z and Tidal, platform ownership is possible and we have to be willing to start somewhere. Look, it's not necessarily about music or online content or publishing, which it kind of is to a degree. It doesn't matter where you start as long as you start. Today, I'm talking with my good friend, Dr. Letitia Wright of Right Place Studios, and we're going to break down the opportunities that are out there for us, women of color, to start building platforms for the inevitable ownership plan. We're talking about having your own streaming TV channel. That's right. There's a need for us to not just own the platforms, but reclaim the narrative and the images that are out there of us. When you think about it, even shows designed to give us a world platform denigrate us in some ways. Let's look at the Real Housewives franchise. You know, I love a good mindless entertainment. Let's be real. But let's get real for a moment. With the exception of the fabulous Candy Burris, no other housewife, Black, Latina, or other, has had the exposure or opportunities of a Bethany Frankel. Lover or hater, she rose to a level far above the rest of them, with the exception of Candy Burris, because she used that platform and it gave her free reign to grow her brand on that platform. Candy is doing the damn thing, don't get me wrong. She has multiple businesses, but she does not own a true platform. At least I don't think she does. Aside from them, you know, housewives have squandered the opportunity to showcase successful businesswomen properly, women of color, that is. I ask you, don't you think it's time to own some shit? I can go on and on about women of color who were given a platform and turned it into a shit show of fighting and cattiness. And may I add, platforms that were led by women of color, but ultimately not owned by them, which gave them creative license to accentuate the drama. Think hip-hop, loving hip-hop, basketball wives, etc. And there are Netflix and other streaming platforms who have given women of color an inch, but trust me when I say they are still on a tight leash. Yeah, I said it. Hooray for small inroads, but I'm tired, y'all. I'm done and I'm fired up and so ready for this conversation. So ladies, do you want to own some shit? Let's get it. But first, ask yourself two questions. Who are the people controlling our narrative and how can we take back control of it? And how can I own my own platform or create my own platform so I can fully control the content, narrative, message, and the reach?
Welcome back to another episode of Mogul Chicks Chat. I'm your host, Adrienne Graham. I'm the CEO and proud founder of Mogul Chicks LLC, and that's Chicks with an X. I am a serial entrepreneur and a self-made businesswoman who is a strategic business growth advisor, published author, mentor, and investor. We help female founders of color grow and scale profitable job-creating companies and eventually get their company's investment ready. We also help groom them into dynamic leaders and CEOs and build legacy wealth in the process. Mogul Chicks is a mindset, a way of life, if you will, and a blueprint for female founders who want to build a legacy of wealth and a generational business empire. We provide strategic business growth solutions and a platform for resources, mentoring, networks, and education. Our mission is to take your company from flat to profit generating to job creating to investment ready. My personal mission is to help you build and run a better company, reimagine the way you do business, and build lasting wealth. Oh, and before I forget, be sure to tag at Mogul Chicks using the hashtag Mogul Chicks Chat on social media. Make sure you rate the show and leave a comment. It helps people find us. Share the love, share the love. Today's topic is one I've been so excited to talk about. My guest today is Dr. Letitia Wright, not to be confused with Sheree from Black Panther. That's an inside joke. If you know, you know. As the founder of Wright Play Studios, Dr. Wright is building Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV channels for professionals who want to extend their reach. Dr. Wright is a highly esteemed and notable businesswoman who also happens to be a crowdfunding strategist. So get that money. She is the executive producer and host of her nationally syndicated television show, Right Place Television, which is now in its, I think, 19th season as a bandwidth expand with a bandwidth expanding over 6.5 million homes each week in Southern California on Direct TV Channel 64. Right Place is also seen nationally on Dish On Demand, spanning its reach to 60 million plus homes. So my friend knows what she's talking about. This is an important conversation that I wanted to have today with Dr. Wright, as you can see, who is on. Hey. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I hope my lighting is good. Um, so we've been talking a lot lately about ownership, whether it's in music when you own your masters or whether it's TV content or whether you're written content, it's important for you to own your content. And you guys know that I have been a long proponent, an advocate for owning your shit. You have to own it. You have to, because we live in a world where people can be bought and sold for minuscule amounts of money and their content going to make buku money. And we want to be a part of that. And not just that, there is a sorely lacking space for good quality content. Let's say it that way, because we got a plethora of trash content out there. I'm not going to name no names, <laughs> but there is a need for, for a good quality content for women of color, especially yes, yes. and women in general. And, you know, we have the lifetimes, we have the VH ones that have all this trash TV. And, and I said, I wasn't going to name people, but whatever, that's who I am and what I do. But, you know, with the, with the onset of uh, BET studios, Amazon, Apple TV, Netflix, and all these big streaming uh, giants that are out there, there's beginning to be a call for content 
for women of color, especially in the Black and Hispanic communities. And I, for one, have been talking about this since I think forever, like the early 2000s. And you guys know if you've been following my journey for any amount of time, you know that I've been talking about maybe bringing mogul chicks to TV or whatever. But right now, my goal is to get more of us, people that look like us, to represent us because representation matters. And I want to get us out there on the screens and not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera, uh, writing the scripts coming up with the content, owning the platform, all of that. So today, my guest, Dr. Letitia Wright, is going to talk to us about how we can do that. So welcome to a special episode of Mobile Chicks Chat. How are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I am so happy. Hopefully this is not going through too many times. There we go. So um, I am excited about people having their ownership of their content. Mm -hmm. For the past few decades, we have had the ability to put content on, but other people have monetized it. And you have to remember when you're using the platform for free, you are the product. Mm -hmm. And so we've been using all these platforms for free. We've been putting our content out there. People, other people have been benefiting more than us. Well, now there is a change. There's an opportunity for Uh, especially business owners, to really own their content and own where it goes. Mm -hmm. And so nothing wrong with using the free platforms if that's what you choose. But there's a level of of woman entrepreneur out there who's doing the content, doing the work, putting it out there, and she's ready to go bigger than just social media. And when you're ready to own your own platform, that's what I do is that I create your own TV channel, your own streaming channel, on Apple, Amazon, or Roku, or all three, if you want. I have all three. And that way that my content goes out and the first person benefiting from my content is me. Uh, While those structures come from Roku, Amazon, and Apple, on this type of structure, they allow you to call the shots, you to decide what the rules are, and right. you to figure out how you want to monetize it. And there are so many other ways than just sponsorship to right. monetize a channel. And yeah. so it's, this is a very exciting time. And all of that great content that's out there, you know, now's the time for you to capture it for yourself. Right. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about different types of TV content, streaming content and everything, because I know that there's a big to do with what's out there with Netflix. We talk about how uh, Dave Chappelle gets his specials and whoever else, everybody else get me specials. That's a different lane than what we're talking about today. But it's kind of related because it can all lead up to eventually you being able to get content on, say, like a Netflix or something like that. Exactly. Uh, I want to start off with a quote from film producer Antonio Moore. Um, I was doing some research for this episode and the words just like struck me right in the chest. I was like, OK, he's so right. He said, and I'm reading. That's what I have notes, guys. I keep my notes. It says the real discourse on diversity and inclusion doesn't center on who's in front of the camera or even who's directing its lens. We need to focus on the conversations on who owns the camera. That was like, oh, what? Stand up and clap and, and applaud that because he is absolutely right. She who owns the content owns the purse strings. And we have to remember that. Um, like I had alluded to earlier, when you're in music, there's something called masters. And more times than not, people get into these deals where their content, music, is owned by the label. 
and they're not owned by the people who did the writing or the recording, especially not the recording. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's always a conversation in that circle about owning your publishing, owning your masters. This is similar. And, and I want to kind of talk to a couple of things. Um, the first thing is, what are the options, the channel options or platforms that are out there for people to consider? Well, there are a lot of ways that you can stream your content. Um, what I've done is I've kind of focused on Amazon, Fire TV, Apple TV, and Roku, because those channels are number one, they're inviting people to bring their content. They want you to bring their content, your content. And number two, they do not set up a, um, you know, situation where they're the vampire on top of you. There are thousands of people out there streaming, thousands of people offering you to stream, but many of you, they want to participate in your, your, your um, money. They want to be able to use your content over and over and over again. Even on TikTok, there's a mirror site to TikTok that every video that you put on TikTok also is on this other video, on this other website. And they are monetizing that and monetizing that. Well, it's you said okay when you signed up for TikTok for that to happen. So there are people that say, did you know all of your content is being used on this site and you didn't sign for it? Honey, we signed for it. We said it was okay because we're using TikTok for free. That other site, I can't even imagine what kind of billions of dollars they're making off of our content. But mm -hmm. it's a little bit too late. We're on there now. We rarely read the terms of service. And so now it's time to get the full benefit of what you're making to for your distribution. So it's also right. about owning it and having the distribution. So there, there are a lot of platforms. There are a lot of choices out there. But I like to use Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV because they are sturdy. They're in place. They ain't going nowhere. Roku has an extensive advertising network. And so when they see your numbers going up, they will partner with you and bring advertisers to you. So if that's your main way of creating some revenue, that's a great opportunity. Amazon Fire TV, they own MGM Studios. So they're kind of going pure Hollywood. So if you're going that way and you really want to show up in those ways, they're a good partner to be with. And Apple TV has a much smaller audience, but they are twice as affluent as the Roku and Amazon audience. They are twice as loyal. And when it comes to generating revenue, it's very easy to get them to buy whatever it is you have to offer. So there's different reasons for using the, the three uh, platforms, the main platforms that I use. But mm -hmm. uh, like I said, people choose the platforms most of the time so that they can have as little work as possible. And I say, you know, you got to put the work in. Well, you may not want to put in the technical work of building mm -hmm. it because I build channels for people. I submit them. I maintain them for you. So nobody has to take care of their channel when they work with me. I take care of their channel. But they do have to make the content. And that's where you want to be able to focus. If you have a thriving business and you're not a TV person, that's all you do is TV, then mm -hmm. making content needs to be a good portion of your day, but also it can't be everything because you do other right. things. Absolutely. So just let me put a pin in that, my next question right now and, and ask this question because we talk offline about the differentiation between Netflix and Amazon and Apple and Roku. Where does Hulu fall in that category? Hulu falls in between. Hulu and Netflix are generally places where you have your show has to be purchased. So mm -hmm. you're going to need an agent. 
you're going to need clearance. You're going to need all this stuff. And okay. And it has to not be seen anywhere else before it's seen there. Amazon has uh, a place for regular people to put up their own content, which is mm -hmm. Amazon Fire TV. But then mm -hmm. they also have Amazon Prime. So if you're trying to get into Amazon Prime, you're going to have to get the Amazon Studios to buy your content. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're looking at. Netflix, again, they, they're mostly looking to buy content because of where they're trying to go. They're trying right. to win awards. They're trying to be competition with Hollywood. And so mm -hmm. they're looking for an opportunity to buy things. If that's where you're at, then you need to get an agent. You need to go to pitch sessions. Mm -hmm. you're, you're going a whole different route than what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's going to be a different conversation for another time because we're going to talk about that too eventually. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so that's a differentiation. So my next question is, what does it take to launch an actual channel? So what it takes to off launch an actual TV channel is quite different from what you've heard before. I've been on television, broadcast television. My show has been on TV since the year 2000. So mm -hmm. I've gone through the iteration of cable to digital television and the changes. Uh, back in the day on a TV channel, they would not let you put your show on unless you had between eight and 12 shows in the can, meaning they were already done and they were ready to go because they were scared. They didn't know if you weren't gonna make all your shows or what, and they didn't wanna have this gap after two or three shows and then have a gap in their schedule. Right. So you had to be required. This is your own channel. And mm -hmm. this is not social media. So you can start with one show. Mm -hmm. You have content, you drive people to that content and you let them consume that content. And so because it's not social media, there isn't the drive to, I gotta post three, four, 10 times a day. That's not the drive. It is also not old school, it's not 1975. So right. you're waiting to have so many viewers before you can monetize it. Like you can monetize it with 10 people watching if yeah. you have what those 10 people want. So mm -hmm. it's a different ball game and it's not social media. And so this is an opportunity for you to distribute your content the way you want it. You can be short form, you can mm -hmm. be 10 seconds, you can be 15 seconds. Uh, you can do nothing but have TikToks on your channel if you want. Or you can be an hour long, two hours long, film and movie size. You can do what you want. So as right. long as you understand who your audience is and who you're making your content for, then you just bring those people to your channel and you don't worry about who's not interested in your channel. Right. So, and that brings me to another question, I guess, question to be is how do you determine your audience? Because when we look at social media, I think for me, I'm on social media burnout because there's everybody is trying to vie for attention and eyes and all this other stuff. And people are constantly stressed out about, you know, how do I create more content? Do I do more blog posts? Do I do more Facebook lives? Do I do more Instagram lives? Do I do a TikTok? And, and, and it gets hard because I think when you're coming from the social media side, you're just throwing content out there and trying to find an audience. So talk to me about the differences between that social media audience and an audience for something like what we're talking about today. So having your own channel means that you do want to have your own audience. What, what I'm focused on is I've never not focused on my women entrepreneur, business owner audience. Like that has been my focus for 20 years. Mm -hmm. That is who I'm talking to. Now I might get somebody else and they're fine, but that's who I talk to primarily. So right. one of the things is just like in social media, instead of trying to be everywhere at once, just decide who you're talking to and be where they are. 
So my audience is mostly on LinkedIn and I have a huge audience on TikTok because I have about 138,000 followers. So I, I have a huge it. TikTok family I got to talk to. I can't just ignore them. Uh -huh. But most of the clients are on LinkedIn. And then I have a very specific groups on Facebook where I am you know, well-connected and contacts and clients come from that. So number one, you've got to decide on who your target market is. That is homework you have to do. Mm -hmm. Because once you decide who they are, what they like, where they hang out, what they're interested in, now you can completely program your channel and just go where they are. See, I know where people like Adrian Graham live. Mm -hmm. They don't live, you know, um, I'm gonna say I live in I live in California. So I'm gonna say they don't live on Facebook and they don't mm -hmm. physically live two blocks from the airport. Like that is not where I'm gonna find them. So mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go to the bar that's two blocks from the airport. If I wanna meet people like Adrian, there's certain places I can go to meet people like her and certain mm -hmm. places I can go to not meet like her. So that's what you're going to be doing and that's where you're gonna be marketing your content is where you know your target audience is going to be. It's called yeah. the right rule. I made it up. Right rule. <laughs> go, go where the eyeballs already are. Go where the eyeballs already are. Don't be mm -hmm. over here trying to go look at the monkey, look at the monkey. Mm -hmm. They're already looking over there. Get your butt over there right. and be with that crowd and say, by the way, guess what? I've got this for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier. I mean, you, it's easy to tell people, hey, follow me on social media. Oh, I put stuff up on social media. But when you tell people I have a channel, I have my own show. I have my own content. That makes people stop in their tracks. And it's like, well, hold on. They might have something worth looking at. Let me take a look at it. And, and it doesn't mean that you go out there and, and you put out trash TV. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that you go out and you just start marketing. But this is your opportunity to have a platform where you're taking your expertise and your wisdom and showing your audience what you're made of, what you can do for them. Not, hey, look at me, as opposed to, hey, look at what I could do for you or look at the problem I solve for you. And I think that when we when we first got into, uh, I'm dating myself, back in the days when YouTube first started, it was all about, hey, look at me. Hey, look at what stupid thing I could do. Or, hey, look at this fun thing I could do. And it wasn't until a couple of years in where YouTube was like, wait, hold on, or Google when they bought it. Like, hold on, we have a platform here. We have something that, that can grow. Look at, um, what's the little girl's name? Michelle Fan from M Cosmetics. This little girl, had, and, and she's a grown woman now, but she was a little girl, teenager at the time, grew a massive audience just by doing makeup tutorials. Ended up taking that content, that audience, those views, those eyeballs, as Dr. Wright was saying, and turned that into endorsement deals. She turned it into a cosmetic line. She turned it into a, a big, uh, I think she did like a co-working space where she had a media division where people were allowed to come in and film their own thing. So, you know, we started from the bare basics. And I was telling someone earlier today that when I took my first foray, foray into TV world streaming, um, it was when Google Hangouts first came out. Remember when that came out? And I used to do a show, a one hour show there. And I look at it now and people have so many different options. Like 10 years ago, you would have never been like, oh, I can get on Apple or I could get on Amazon. You know, today the field has almost been leveled, you know, and that's why we have Dr. Right here to talk about stuff like that, because she's trying to give you your in 
to let you know how you can get in there and get your content out there. Look at how much work a lot of these people put into the early days of YouTube and Google Hangout who now have gone on to do big things. So why not go with a more advanced platform now and more eyeballs and get your opportunity to have your message out there and reach the people that you need to reach. So we've come a long way, baby. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Absolutely. And the higher the higher cost of your product or service, mm -hmm. the more TV will uh, work for you. If you're selling, you know, $5 Etsy templates, eh, you probably don't want to do that. But when you start talking about that your services are in the thousands, you know, you've got four or five figure services, mm -hmm. um, then this is the place that you want to be because this is where somebody can take time, watch you while they're yep. cooking dinner, watch you while they're in the living room. Mm -hmm. uh, their spouse can be there helping them make them the buying decisions mm -hmm. at that level. And it's just a whole different bubble and they can play it over and over again. If they miss right. the show, they can watch it when they want to. And consumers consuming TV on their own time, mm -hmm. that is the key. Absolutely. And not for nothing, now the smart TVs that we have now, hopefully everybody has a smart TV and not the old TVs our mamas used to have, the big block TVs that stood in the corner. But now they have apps where you can put, you have Roku, you could have Netflix, you could have Amazon, you can have all of that on there. And, and there's no lie for me when I do get a chance to watch TV. First thing I'm doing is I'm looking at what's on Amazon Prime. I go on my TV, put it on. What's on Amazon Prime? What's on Netflix? What's on this? What's on that? So you're not just, people are not just tied to your computers, to their computers. Right. They can luxury, you know, be a luxury, be, you know, relax and have their iPad. They could be in their bed watching TV and your channel could come on and you can get in front of that audience and, and they'll either watch or they'll turn the channel. And it does work as an app that you do download into your smart uh -huh. TV or your laptop, whatever device. And then when you click the app, it opens up and just easily you watch whatever you're going to watch. So right. it is downloaded. You go on Roku, search for Right Place TV mm -hmm. channel, or you go to Amazon, act like you're buying something, put in the Right Place TV network. It'll come mm -hmm. up. You can buy it. It's free. You just click right. it. Down It downloads, and then you can open it up. Same with thing with Apple. I have a TV in my office that has Roku, Apple, and Amazon, and it's an Amazon Fire TV, so it's already mm -hmm. set up for everything Amazon. So I have that TV in my office, so that way I can watch all of my channels. I can watch all of my clients' channels. You know, I can look and see what's rolling, what's not. If there's any problems, I can immediately address it. And you know, it, it's really, really fun. I don't think anybody watches more TV than me. But since I make TV, I think I'm allowed to watch TV. You know, people are like, I don't watch TV. I'm like, honey, you're not my people. Bye. Uh -huh. Like, I don't I don't try to convince anybody that watching TV is good. If they have the belief system that watching TV is going to rot their brain, let mm. them have that. But there is so there are so many great people. You know, Willie Jolly's out there making great uh -huh. content. Adrian's making great content. Uh, you know, there's so many great people making great content. Mm -hmm. that uh, you can have on your channel to uplift, whether it's a motivational right. con you know, channel or whatever you're doing. So right. those days of, of um, just kind of, I'm just going to stick with social media, I think that there's so much more to it. And yeah. it can also be a gateway. You guys are trying to figure out what the metaverse is. Well, on your channel, you can be using a QR codes. You can be mm -hmm. using augmented reality. You can make that kind of content to start bridging that gap and start getting right. people used to it. 
Right. And also have influencers mention your content or your platform, which brings me to my next question. So we look at, well, first, let me say this. How cool would it be? Let's say you are an attorney or you have a salon or whatever and your TV, because the nail place I go to get my nails done, uh, Vibe Nail Bar in Las Vegas. Hey, but the place I go to get my nails done, they have a big screen right there on the, on the wall. Most of the time it's on maybe a movie or something like that. But how cool would it be to be able to have your clients come in and they see your content up on the screen, on a TV screen? in your office or in your business, your place of business, the people who own restaurants, sports bars, nail salons, hair salons, attorney's offices, accountant's offices, your waiting area, that's your billboard right there. You can have your show streaming, your content streaming right there. So how cool Instead would that be? all these other people advertising Heck to your yeah. clients. Fox and FX and, and all that. Not to mention, I love FX. Not to mention, and I don't even think about that. I think about all the other commercials that are coming in. So yes. here you are, an attorney, and then you got Bob Joe attorney going, come and see me. Well, right. dude, I don't want you advertising to my people that are sitting right here in my office. They might walk out and go, mm, I right. think I'm more, feel more comfortable with him. So exactly. yeah, absolutely. And even as a speaker and teacher, when people are saying, let me see your speaker reel. Well, guess what? My mm -hmm. speaker reel is on my TV channel. How about mm -hmm. you just go click that and watch that? And there, mm -hmm. there you go. There's my speaker reel. So it, it puts you in a different dimension. It puts you in a whole different place. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, you know, scratching for guests. I can really leisurely pick people who are really good for my channel and good for me. I've been doing television interviews. The Right Place TV show is 21 years old, I'm about to be 22 years old, okay? So I've been interviewing people and I went through a phase of burnout where I was like, I don't want to interview not another accidental millionaire, accidental nothing. I just prayed and then I did the law of attraction and then a million dollars came. Like these people today need to know like some actual steps that you took. So if you're not willing to talk about actual, actual steps, mm -hmm. then what are we talking about? What are we doing? Okay. Um, right. And so I really, I've always had Right Place TV show as a place for entrepreneurs to come and get the information they needed because mm -hmm. I needed that information 22 years ago. And there was nobody helping me. I didn't know Adrian 22 years ago. I didn't know a whole lot of the people that I know now. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know them. And so I was struggling to yeah. create a business that was thriving. And so Right Place TV show, a TV channel, is really here to help people watch this and you're going to get something from it. You're going to learn something from it. And you're going to learn some actual stuff, not just rah, rah, you know, go, go sit on the couch and meditate and yes. it's going to fly to you because it doesn't <laughs> work like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what do these platforms look for in terms of content? I mean, when you, when you're running your own platform, you could pretty much determine what you want to put on it, but for just for general purposes, for someone considering this, what should they keep in mind as far as what is palatable to these platforms? Well, you know, you don't really, I mean, there, there's, uh, you can actually do, especially on Roku, you can actually do almost anything you want. There's a place for sexy content. There's a place for adult only content. There's subscription only content. Mm -hmm. So they might suggest to you, hey, you need a, a wall. You're going to have that subscription mm -hmm. on this wall. It can't just be open to the public. But other than that, it can be really whatever you want it to be. You know, you, you just have to make the clarity on who your audience is. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who, you know, they have a lot of cussing on their channel and that's fine. As long as your tribe is down with it, 
Yeah. Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to offend your tribe. So you want to make the channel palatable to your tribe. But you can do pretty much, you know, people working with me are pretty much on the up and up. Their business, uh-huh. they're not doing, I'm not doing anything that's extreme. Um, I, because I'm a homeless advocate, uh, unhoused, what we say, advocate, um, I don't help people who are trying to do, you know, sexy sexy TV mm-hmm. channels uh, because there can lead to exploitation. Not saying you're exploiting anybody, but I don't know how you're getting all your videos made. Right. So I choose not to help those kind of people. Mm-hmm. However, um, pretty much I'm open and I can make it flexible. Now, what we do is that I will help you with submitting what your channel's about because I submitted to them so that it's palatable. I've never had mm-hmm. a no, mm-hmm. but you do have to like make sense. It has to make sense. It can't yeah. be a nonsense channel. They won't right. accept that because they're not interested in that. Right. So no housewives. I know that's mindless TV and I'm going to admit sometimes there's a couple of them I do watch. I don't watch all the time, but in no VH1 stuff, I'm not going to name no names, but palatable content. You don't have to, you don't have to milk it down but really powerful content that's about something. I don't know about you guys, but I am so tired of seeing women, especially women that look like me, fighting and cussing and arguing and pulling hair and, and, and doing do- dirty crap and all this other stuff. It, it's, I'm 52 years old. So I'm at a different point in my life where that's not entertainment to me. It might have been entertaining maybe 20 years ago because I was young. But we well, we've never seen it before when it first happened. I mean, now we have evolved and no downtime because because Real Housewives of Atlanta, they made that brand. If they had yep. not been successful, mm-hmm. he could not have had all the other exactly. housewives shows that he had. So but look at how they had to do it though, with, with right. the arguing and the fighting. I mean, I used to be a fan. I mean, not from that, I don't have anything against the ladies and candy birds. Girl, I need to have you on my show one day if you watch this. But um, I mean, I want to know more about that. I want to know more about you know building empires and stuff. I don't want to know about absolutely because she's, she's been through the whole thing of performing and having a group and and having somebody else on your masters. She mm-hmm. is truly a magnificent businesswoman. Like she yeah. clearly never lost vision. She may not have known how she was going to do what she was going to do, mm-hmm. but she knew what she was going to do. Right. And then as soon as she got I'm not so going to say like, oh, she couldn't have done it without her husband. But, you know, having that supportive spouse that was down for what she was trying to build, I definitely gave her a gasoline push. That definitely gave her a push ahead. So I I think, you know, I can't wait to interview her, too. I'm Mm -hmm. definitely a fan. But I think she's a magnificent businesswoman and that she saw what the opportunity was and she made it her own. I'm always surprised at how these housewives go a whole season. Like for me, if I ever got on one of those shows... Man, when the season shut down, boom, my book is there. Right. And go on the season, the season shut down, boom, I got another book. Like, how are you not having products and services and you just think you're just going to be on there forever? Yeah. The the TV can eat you up and chew you and spit you out. The fame. So you do need, you know, more content. You do need relevance. So Mm -hmm. many of you guys have books. Your book can be the content. I have somebody on channel that is literally chapter one. We talking about this and this that she can make three or four shows out of that. All right, man. going through her book, getting mm-hmm. revenue from her book. You trying to get up there and make your book a Amazon bestseller by being you know, having three sales in a category nobody ever heard right. of, you know, monkeys and trees category. Come yeah. on, you know, yeah. like you can do better. You can do more, and yeah. having your own channel will do that for you. It will set you apart. 
It will give you a whole thing that is different. When right. I offer people the opportunity to work on this, I'm also coming from the, I've been doing this for 22 years. I didn't just come up on this software and go, oh, this is great software. Let's all have a TV channel. I know what it takes to make money because there was a point in time when that was it. I closed down my practice. I am a physician. That's why everybody calls me Dr. Wright. I closed down my practice to do TV. So I had to make it work. I had to make it eat. So I know how to eat on just TV money. Now I have other money. I have crowdfunding money. I have other money. But I know how to make it on just that. And so Absolutely. when it comes to all the ways to make money, you know, you're going way past let's get a sponsor and let's do this. There's so many other opportunities, but these opportunities are built into you and your content. So yeah. one of the things I do with my clients, I do a monetization meeting with them. Well, I break down, here's three low hanging fruits, not the only three, not the only thing you can do, but these are three things that you can do to monetize your channel that have to do with you and your content. And nobody else can copy. Yeah. Nobody can copy this plan because why? Because nobody else has the book that you wrote. Nobody has the articles that you wrote. Nobody can come through and just do what you're doing Mm -hmm. And we have this whole copy mentality where they did this, so I'm going to copy this. And it's like, no, you can you can be yourself right. and appeal to people who honestly enjoy you and can afford you. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So let me let me take a time now to ask about this. What is the difference between. Because some I already know I can I can almost hear the questions in my mind. Well, I do Facebook Live, I do Instagram Live, I do TikTok videos, I have a YouTube channel. What do I need this for? Break down the difference between the social media platforms that they have now and then having their own TV channel. Your own TV channel is not social media. Mm -hmm. On social media, at any time, they can decide that your content is not acceptable and shut you down yep. instantly. Mm -hmm. They decide how far it goes. When you have your stuff on the Roku channel, it goes to everybody who can download Roku. Mm -hmm. And you tell people to come and get your channel. Nobody is stopped. Mm -hmm. Nobody is stopped from seeing where your app is. And right. that's what these social medias do. They don't show your content to everybody. Mm -mm. Not no, YouTube. No. Not, why? Because they make money selling you ads on getting your content out there. That's yep. why they don't show it to everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, Amazon, Roku, and Apple, there's no benefit in them not showing your channel to anyone mm -hmm. because they want to see usage. They want to see you successful. They have no benefit in holding it back from people. So number one, it's not social media. Number two, you're not dictated on what's acceptable and what's not. There's nothing right. more frustrating than putting up a group TikTok and having it taken down because somebody complained about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the problems on TikTok is that, you know, systemic racism is there. It's a systemic racism that we find on, on Facebook and other platforms too. But the thing is, is that you're, you're going to be censured mm -hmm. as a woman of color. You're mm -hmm. going to be censured a lot more often than uh, other women. Okay. Right. And you have to look at the fact that you can go on your own channel and make money immediately. They're not going to let you make money unless you make money the way they tell you to make right. money and how they tell you. So when there just comes a time when it's time for you to have your own, it's time for you to own it. It's time for you to monetize it. It's time for you to do what you're supposed to do without leaning on somebody else who can tell you no at any time they choose. 
Right. So, I mean, the benefit of it from what I can see is, yeah, you have your own content, you do with it what you want. You could do as many or as little advertising as you want within your content. You control the message. You don't have anyone putting any stops on you because like YouTube, for example, when you make them money, then you can start making money. That's the way I like to look at it that way. Like, yeah, let but guess it- what? They don't even let they run commercials on your on your videos, yeah. but they don't even let you participate in that unless you have so you bring so many followers to the table. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that about? Like you said, you got to make them money first, then yeah. they'll think about letting you make money. Absolutely. And I don't think that's fair. So let's talk a little bit about the, the content. So in regular TV, there's something called syndication. Is that an, uh, something that's um Part of this whole setup, this or is, you don't have to worry about that. This is a form of syndication. So mm-hmm. what you're doing is you are putting it out there. You are syndicating it. If you have more than one channel, then you're doing multiple syndication. There are some people out there that tell you, hey, we can put you on 90 different channels. Okay, that's okay, but your clients are now, well, who's watching Sony TV? Like, nobody. Like, <laughs> Who cares if you're on 90 channels if none of your clients are there? Like, go where the eyeballs already are. So, you know, you have to look at syndication in a realistic way. What do you have capacity to advertise and syndicate to? In other words, do you have the capacity to advertise to that? Mm -hmm. See, Coca-Cola can advertise to the whole world. Yeah. Okay. Now, in actuality, their target market does not include children. Isn't that surprising? Wow. We feed our kids Coca-Cola, but they mm-hmm. have never in their advertising said, hey, Coca's for kids. Like they've never right. done that. So back in the way back in the old days when they were doing like, hey, use Coca-Cola because, you know, rub the Coca-Cola and the cocaine on the kids gum, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 20s. But I mean, yeah. the modern Coca-Cola, they're not going after kids. Yeah. But we give them that market. We gave them that market because mm-hmm. they have the ability to advertise around the whole world. Now, when you don't have a budget that includes the whole world, then let's do what's in your budget and bring people that are in your budget to your channel so they can become fans. They become sheep in your house. They multiply. When you feed those sheep well, they multiply. They make more sheep all by themselves. Absolutely. I agree. So what kind of content, like how much or what kind of content? Because like, I know I have a lot of people that listen to me that are podcasters. Um, so if you, let's say you were a podcaster, you hadn't thought about having a channel before, would someone like that be a good candidate for this opportunity? Absolutely. If you're a video podcaster, it's an easy, easy matchup. It's a place for your show to be and have its own, you know, extra content and all of this stuff. And you'd ask for money right there on the thing. If you are a audio podcaster and you don't have video content, it's very easy to add, edit and add video on top of that. It won't be of you, but it could be of something else or describing what's going on. It's very easy to make that uh, a good point for, uh, but it does have to be video. This is a TV Mm -hmm. channel. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're sending me, like I have a business channel, so I do have content partners. They send me their content. One content partner, she's an amazing woman, uh, but her assistant sent me, her MP3 from the podcast. It was like, I can't do nothing with MP3. <laughs> so yeah. I had to pl- explain to her assistant, okay, has to be MP4, hey, this is a TV show, 
Can't do nothing with an audio. So um, once we explained it to her assistant, then she was good to go because she has a lot of podcasts and everybody's Mm -hmm. listening to it. Right. And full disclosure, it wasn't me or my assistant. Okay. No, it was not you or your assistant. (laughs) (laughs) So how much content should someone be prepared to come with? And, And the other question to that, the part B to that is, would it be beneficial if maybe three or four people didn't have enough, they thought they didn't have enough content on it, only decided to collaborate how much content should you come to the table with initially? I think, you know, coming to it with 10 shows because people kind of like to binge, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 10 is a great thing. Um, if you're collaborating on a channel and it's the three of you, each person can have their own category. Right. So then that way, each person can come in with three or four shows and your channel is good to go. So there's a lot of room for, you know, some people have started off with one video while they grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So what all goes into it? I mean, do you, when, when you're aside from you, so, cause you help them get set up, get them published on or, or, or on the channels and everything, what should, what kind of mindset should they have? Should they be thinking content and advertising or just their content? How, how, what kind of mind frame should someone have coming into well, them? I like to have, I like to sit with clients and make a plan for them of what they're, how they're monetizing it. So for some people, advertising is a big deal, but for some people, they have a different thing in mind. So you definitely want to be thinking about content. If you're already making content and you're repurposing it for your channel, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I like to work with people who are always making content, not people who are like, oh, I can't figure out what to do. I don't know. How, like, that's not my client because mm-hmm. um, we're, we're moving at a very fast clip. We yeah. already have 20 channels up. So my time to teach people how to do shows, that is past. I used to do that in the past. I'm not, that's not where I'm at now. Yeah. We're ready with finished product. But you can, you can think about your content and how you're monetizing it. Not everybody mm-hmm. is doing commercials. I have mm-hmm. one person, for example, she is doing her courses on her channel. But for you to get certified, you have to go back to her site, pay for it and get the certification. Gotcha. That's interesting. Those of you who are watching, I hope you're paying attention because I know a lot of you are, are course creators and content creators. So pay attention to that. So I guess it segues me into this before I say this. Y'all know I can find a business lesson or, or something to talk about in anything. Content should be the last, the least of your worries. I, I could be looking out the window and figure something out to come up with some content. So you guys... Is don't overthink it, and it's not as hard as you think. As long as it's something that's relevant to your audience, it's relevant to your brand, and it speaks to your wisdom, your expertise, you should be able to do some content. So now, with that said, how can they make money on this? Can they make money? Absolutely, you can make money on it on so many different levels. So you can make money by building your content partners. You can make money by ads. You can make money by your own content and products that you're selling. You can make money by brand deals. You can make money by just a a thousand different ways. And when I do the monetization meeting with people, everybody does not get this token thing. Like if all of my clients get together, I'm not worried about it because none of their monetization packages are going to look the same. Not from Mm -hmm. me, because Mm -hmm. I've done the time to do the homework. I figure out who you are, what your strengths are, what your business is. And then I create a monetization package of three ways for you to make money that are particular to you so that, the you know, we all got monkeys in the trees watching us, following us, trying to copy us. So when you break out with this, there isn't anybody that can just follow you. The Absolutely. next channel that I have coming up is a channel for alternative health. So I'm looking for the Reiki, 
the yoga, the all the people that are doing alternative health, this is going to be the channel where you can really express yourself and really get out there and start making money with your products and your services and be nationally seen. Right. See, and I can think of five people off the top of my head in my community who are either doing yoga or wellness, fitness, uh, all of that stuff. And yo, you guys need to, I hope you're watching. If you're watching this on the replay, then you need to contact Dr. Wright. We're going to give her contact information in a little bit, but just about anybody could have a show. I'm going to call somebody out because I just saw her come on, but a friend of mine, I won't say her name. She has a podcast and it's, it's, it's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Adult. She probably could do a channel of her own. With yes, her she herself, could do so. a channel on her own because Absolutely. now she doesn't have to worry about, oh, am I going to get censored? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get this and that? She mm-hmm. put a little thing, you know, saying, hey, this is adult content. Mm-hmm. And um, she could make a lot of money. I, I think that she's absolutely in a position to make money in a way that she cannot do on social media. Absolutely. Oh, this is a question I just thought about. So as far as the content, let's go back to the content. Would they be able to do all pre-recorded content or is there any live or what? how, how does that work? Um, okay. So the, uh, most of the people are doing pre-recorded content. There is opportunity for you to do live content. Okay. However, your staff on your side has to do live. We don't do it on our end. You have to be able to know how to hook up everything to do live. And that's a little bit of a higher priced channel. If you want a channel, TV channel that runs like old time TV where 10 o'clock my show comes on, then 11 o'clock Adrian's show comes on, then 12 o'clock so-and-so, that is the kind of channel you can have also. We can build that for you. That is much more costly, but it can be done. Yeah, scheduled content, scheduled programming is what mm-hmm. it is. So let's look Let's look back at some of the, the channels and stuff that are out there that they stay there, Black or Latina owned or people of color own. So I did some research and I looked, we already know BET is not, but BET is owned by Viacom, which is not a black owned company. And they just recently launched BET Studios where um, they're looking to provide equity ownership to owners. And uh, Letitia and I were having that conversation before. It's more of a, they're paying for content kind of thing, as opposed to you getting a channel. Still a good thing. I think they're investing, what, 250 million Mm -hmm. or something. Then we have... um, Telemundo and Univision, which are both two of the biggest Hispanic uh, television networks that are out there, not owned by Hispanics. Then you have uh, smaller subsets. You have Black News Channel, which is supposedly Black owned. It was started by a Black Republican former Congress member, but his the CEO and COO are white men. Then we have the su- the smaller subsets. We have uh, Black on Purpose is a streaming channel. We have uh, Pantanea, Pantea, excuse me, is another a Hispanic streaming app. We have Prende TV, which is a streaming app owned by uh, uh, Telemundo. We have Coeli TV. We have All Black. So we have, we're, we're making some kind of strides. I think for me, when I look at these things, I don't see the traction on some of these smaller ones. And the bigger ones are already owned by non people of color. Then I look at someone like Byron Allen, and you and I were talking about that. He's like the blueprint to own media and hopefully some people will aspire to be i mean we all say oprah when she got owned that was it and and i still admire and love oprah for that whatever but she doesn't own it you know so it's the discovery owns own but byron allen is out here killing it and he's buying up stations and everything and i think that we can all learn a lesson from his aggressiveness in trying to own black media why do you think that so many other people have had a problem 
doing what he's doing. All these oh, because what he's doing is, I mean, he has fought the battle. He has gone toe to toe. I mean, he was like Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like he went toe to toe with them. He went to, to court and sued them. Like he has been there. He was able to prove that they purposely were trying to lock him out of the system. Mm -hmm. And so he's he's been there in a way that you guys can't even imagine. He is not the little comedian teenager we saw years ago. That is not who he is. And yes, he does do a comedy show where he introduces different comics because he still loves comedy. Mm -hmm. But um, he's fought the battle, the legal battles, the real deal. Like he can go into a boardroom and he's no joke. Yeah. So I think that um, the thought of owning the content, people are like, why did he buy the Weather Channel? You know what? Because he freaking wanted to. Like, I don't care why he bought the, the, the Weather Channel. What it did is it sparked in me, like, what could be? Like, yeah. he is the blueprint for what could be. Mm -hmm. And he is a blueprint, blueprint for ownership. You have to have ownership. So yeah. the deal is that um, when you look at what he is doing, he is doing something completely different than what Oprah's doing. Mm -hmm. Oprah was is, is dealing on her own sense of fame. Her channel couldn't yeah. have been successful without her. Mm -hmm. Whereas Byron Allen, you don't even know the channel he owns. And they're not mentioning him. Yep. So yeah. it's a different, it's a different. A different plan going on. Yeah, absolutely. So let me also let's let's kind of back up a little bit because we talked about the differentiation between like Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, and uh, Apple, and, and Roku. I, I don't what I don't want people to walk away from here today thinking that oh yeah I can get Apple TV I can get this but I could also be on Netflix. That's like the next level. The next step. So kind of break down because I know they said uh, Netflix has spent two hundred million dollars. Uh, for content from uh, Hispanics recently. Um, and I know that they had a whole thing about black content and everything, but break it down to them so that they understand. Cause I know, I know we talked on it a little bit earlier, but for those who are late to the so program. So we're talking about talk really, about yeah, we're talking about going into the studio system. This is where, uh -huh. and I've coached people on pitching. I got a client now, I coached them on pitching. They went to a pitch meeting they have four different studios trying to buy their show ideas. So that's something that I'm well versed in also. So this is when you go and you pitch your show. Ad say Adrian's Netflix, I meet with her and I say, Adrian, I want to have a show about this and this and this. And this stapler has a sex life and it's going to be an awesome, funny show. And Adrian has a checkbook. Okay, she's ready to buy because at specific events, you're ready to buy. And she says, yeah, we think we're going to buy that idea. We're going to develop it. Mm -hmm. That is a pitch. Now, that only happens at pitch events. You cannot cold submit your stuff to Netflix or Amazon Prime mm -hmm. or Oprah or anybody else. You can't just submit your stuff right. because they don't take cold submissions. Mm -hmm. But there are specific events where you're there to pitch and they're there to buy. They've got checkbooks to buy. And you go to those events and you pitch your show. There's a way to pitch your show. You need to have a sizzle reel. There's things that you need to have. You need to be right. ready and you need to be ready to answer questions. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till this couple has their show because I think their show idea is really interesting. But when they have it on TV, 
I don't, you know, I'll be telling everybody when we get it finalized, yes, I'm the one to talk them how to pitch. I talk them. <laughs> so that's a whole different ball game. Nothing wrong with that ball game because if that's what you aspire to, mm-hmm. but you know, no, people keep saying, oh yeah, I'm trying to shop my show. Honey, it's not 1975. Nobody's shopping right. a show. I'm going to, I'm going to make 12 episodes and then we're going to go shopping. Girl, you don't know what you're doing. So, uh, you know, that's what the system is now. You go to specific pitch events. You Mm -hmm. are there exposed to people who are ready to buy. Mm -hmm. I already had a talk with BET. The reason why Mm -hmm. they they were like, no, we're not interested in Right Place TV is because Right Place TV had already been on the air. They were looking for shows that weren't on the air because there's liability to that. Mm. So that's how I missed out. I didn't know when I started Right Place TV that I should have been in a pitch. Like, I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was seven years in. I was like, my show's successful. Got people watching. How come I can't be on TV, BET? And BET, the representative was very sweet, but they mm-hmm. just broke it down to me. Honey, that's not how it works. This is how it works. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you from experience as well as from my head knowledge that I've learned over the years, that's a different ball game. And if you're really not prepping for a pitch event, you're really, you're just fooling yourself, telling yourself you're trying to sell it to it. To right, right. So this, in essence, what you're doing, the the channels that you're working with, this can be a springboard yes. to prepare you, to get you out there, to get the content out there. Now, if let's say someone says, okay, I'm going to go on Roku, or I'm going to go on Amazon, and they kill it, and they're doing it for two years or whatever, and they decide, okay, I'm ready for Netflix fame. Would they bring their same content or would they come up, have to come up with something totally I different? would suggest that you come up with something else. Okay. Because they're not, they're going to, you're going to have to make some kind of changes to it. Even Awkward Black Girl has a different name, Insecure. Like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. It's not exactly Awkward Black Girl. It is, but it's not. So you're going to have to bring that idea and work it out, have it some maturity. You cannot bring the same footage. And even though she brought some of the same actors, because they were her college mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. Um, you don't see the awkward black girl episodes on insecure so no you're not going to bring your same content but you know i would advise pitching something brand new that nobody ever seen before yeah and and one advantage i could see to that is if you already have those amazon and roku and everything and you keep that going and you come up with something totally different you'll have the best of both worlds yes you have the best of both worlds. You're already out there. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're already in motion. So if it works, it works. I was already doing right place TV show. So BET didn't get, didn't pick me up. That didn't slow anything. I was still mm-hmm. making money. I was still doing what I had to do. I just wasn't on BET and haven't been on BET, you know, as right. of yet. Uh, but there's a whole, there's a lot of opportunity. You don't need to have, you know, 10 million followers or viewers for you to make money. That's the other thing. Everybody's on this obsession to grow their audience. You know, with 100 people, you can make some money Mm -hmm. if they're the right 100 people. Mm -hmm. So it's time to start focusing on your target market and stop worrying about, oh, I got 10 million viewers. Well, guess what? 10 million viewers that won't buy your stuff don't do nothing for you. Hello. (laughs) Hello. You're going to be hungry. Y'all got to be hungry. That's right. Y'all so, need to start worried about this social media stuff. Social media is fleeting. I mean, we I've been on social media since the very beginning. I've been a beta test on just about everything from LinkedIn to everything, but it's shifting, it's changing. And it's less about your content because you don't own your content. Even on Facebook, when you put a post or a video or whatever, they own that. 
stay they on, own that content. And you have to be I, careful about what you're writing right. and what you're signing away to even do this. Right. And so you don't have to do that with the Roku, Amazon, and Apple TV channels. You're not signing away your content before you put it on there. You're just allowing them to do it. I make sure that you stay within FCC guidelines so that mm-hmm. you don't get in trouble and you don't get pulled and everything. But I do have to run. Can I just give everybody a quick way to contact me? Yes, I was just getting ready to go to that. Tell them okay. what you got coming up and how to contact you and tell them how to set up an appointment with you. So, of course, if you want to talk to me about your own channel, I'm open, but I'm really looking for the wellness community to come through. I've got five spots for the wellness community channel. This new channel is going to be opened up the beginning of 2022. And people will be able to go there, get their wellness goals on. And I'd love to have you a part of it if you're in that community. Here's what you're going to do. You're just going to text me your name and your email. 909-256-1369. You're going to text me at 909-256-1369. Just your name and your email. And I'm going to get back to you. 909-256-1369. One three six nine, and we're going to talk about your channel and how what your next step is, and make your twenty twenty two better because it's going to be different. Stop doing the same. You've done the social media thing. Uh-huh. It's time for you to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed. You. you know, we can be talking about this all day, and we have. So let me know <laughs> if you want to come back on, and we could go more into more depth on this. And anything you have coming up, just put it up in the Facebook group. And to all you guys, thank you for tuning in. And don't call her with no nonsense. If you're really going to do this, do this. <laughs> the woman gave you her number. Now she didn't say email. She gave you her number to text you. So let's get with it. Come on, let's start owning some content and some channels and let's get it done. So thank Absolutely. you. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day and I'll see you soon. Bye. All right, everybody. We're going to go off the air now. And Dr. Wright was here and she did her thing and she talked about how you can get your channel. And if you're still stuck on social media and the Facebook, and I know Facebook's probably going to delete my video, but if you're still talking about Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff, you need to, I'm going to challenge you to rethink that. I'm going to challenge you to think about how you can get your brand into bigger markets and get in front of the people that you need to get in front of. Stop playing these, you know, Facebook ad games and advertising games and all of that. Really sit down and focus on what your content could be. Anybody can make content. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour. Just start sitting down and mapping out your content. Some of you already know have plenty of content that you could do for days. And it's not limited to just business. You know, it could be adult content. Well, not, not, let's not get crazy. Miss Thing, you know who I'm talking to you. But, you know, it, you can do different kinds of content. It could be healthcare content. It could be all kinds of stuff. So please reach out to her. She, Letitia, Dr. Letitia Wright, she is with Right Place TV, and she could get you all the way together with your TV channel. So what do I say? Mogul chicks make mogul moves and power plays your move. So I'll see you guys on the next podcast, and you guys have a great week. Take care. Bye. I'm Adrienne Graham, CEO and founder of Mogul Chicks, and this has been another Mogul Chicks chat. I want to help you build a better, more profitable company by providing strategic growth solutions, resources, mentoring, training, and access to capital. Make sure you check out the other episodes, and if you like what you hear, share the love. Pass the link on to your friends. You can find this podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Anchor, and of course, on the Mobile Chicks website. Make sure you subscribe. 
And if you subscribe and leave a comment on any or all of these channels, it helps other people find the podcast too. Sharing is caring. For more information about how we work with you to grow and scale your company, visit us online at mogulchicks.com. Send an email to contact at mogulchicks.com. Or you can connect with us all over social media at LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest, and everywhere else at Mogul Chicks. And that's Mogul Chicks with an X. And if you're not yet part of the Mogul Circle, if you're doing over a million dollars in revenue annually, or the Makers Club, if you're doing six figures in revenue annually, what are you waiting for? There's so much value in membership and the communities. Or if you prefer a good program or trying to move beyond startup phase, check out the Mogul Chicks Academy at mogulchicksacademy.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. Stay safe. Mogul Chicks are always a step ahead of the crowd and they're always closing deals. Remember, Mogul Chicks make mogul moves and power plays. Your move. Now go be profitable. Bye.